0: Is shiny. I've got a shiny forehead today. I don't know why. I'm not sure. I need to get it's all right. I'm in the room. I, I think I've done the podcast now in every room in my house. This is um. This was the guest room of our house. Now is my wife's office slash our exercise room. So you can see like treadmill behind yep. me. And uh, yeah, and it's, it's so. But anyway, it's good to see everybody. Good to be back. Um, scary week last week around here health wise, but things are, look to be better and, be, and improving. So, thank you very much for picking up the slack and happy that hockey comes back as well. So we got lots to talk about, but first, Russ, what's up?
1: All right, so let's let's talk about the obvious. So the New York Jets won yesterday, and <sighs> they have a win, and so do the Jaguars. And the Jaguars have a stronger schedule based on what they rank at the beginning of the year. So basically, the Jaguars are in position for the top play now, and Trevor Lawrence quarterback out of Clemson. So let's get into this. For people that thought that the Jets were tanking, the players were not tanking. The reason they were tanking was because they have a lousy coach in Adam Gase. Now, Sam Darnold has finally been able to sort of overcome that, and they beat a really good Rams team by playing really well. They've been playing better for the last two or three weeks, and just circumstances have been making sure that Drives got killed. You know, last week they missed three field goals. You know, if those things didn't happen, they probably could have won another game in the last two or three weeks, but they didn't, but they won this one. And I get why the players were tired of hearing about it. Cause a player doesn't want to lose. They don't go out there to lose. They don't go out there to, to say, yay, I'm Owen 16. And they really came out yesterday before the game and after the game, you know, talking about it. So mm-hmm. It is what you would expect from players. We cover players. We know. Yeah. And at the end of the day, the, the one thing that I really hate about how Jet fans get treated is if they lose the game, then everybody says, well, the Jets, they, they stink. They're worse than a high school team. And, yeah, they're tanking for Trevor Lawrence. And then if they win, then you hear, well, they can't even lose right. And, you know, even like the weathermen were probably making jokes today. And yeah. and that's what really annoys people when you're a Jets fan is that's what happens. Yeah,
2: and if your goal, okay, I in some leagues there are rules against this, but if your goal is to tank and get the first pick, then don't put your good players out there. Then do 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 what the Leafs did in 2016. Make your team as bad as you can without without like basically, you know. I mean, the the team tried, but they put out a bad team. So you know, so you know. if, you know you're putting out a 45 year old frank gore out there to be a running back um you know you could put out a, a worse quarterback than sam darnold because sam darnold is is actually a pretty good quarterback Yeah, no, actually he's
1: probably going to get another year now to prove himself which i think is fine because right. yeah trevor lawrence would be great but i wasn't all for dumping sam darnold just to dump him i right. dump him for a guy that clearly is a generational guy but now if they're stuck with sam darnold well guess what now they could build up some other key parts of the team, like the offensive line and whatever, and make themselves better.
2: Yeah, the NFL is the only league where the draft, and I'm not saying the draft in Major League Baseball doesn't matter, but it, but it does. It does. But you know, we know that the even the number one pick in Major League Baseball isn't guaranteed to make the major leagues uh, in a year or two. It takes a while and development, things of that nature. Yep. But in the NBA and the NHL, they have a lottery to prevent tanking and teams still tank. And in the NFL, though, if you tank and you
1: finish worst, <laughs> you're going to get the first pick. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> Sorry, someone was coming into my the office right. oh, Yeah, okay.
1: so it's one of those things. And so anyhow, that's mm-hmm. it. Um, I saw Michael Cohen in the chat room saying I'm trying to paint a rosy picture. I'm not. I'm just telling you exactly like it is. Yesterday when I tweeted, someone said, well, how do you feel? And, and I, my tweet was, I'm happy and sad. And that's how I feel today
0: right i really feel football or just put this out there i watched some football yesterday i and i love watching football i i'm not you know i'm like your casual i really only have the brain capacity for hockey um you know right now for my for whatever it's worth my <laughs> in my world but um but i'm watching i'm watching you know because there's a lot going on so you know that yeah you, you guys you guys you know i'm really good you guys keep up on it other stuff better but but still but watching football yesterday just like i definitely feel the lack of fans in football like, I do. I I, don't, yeah. I really feel it more than I thought I would. Because, I mean, it's not something that you see the fans all that often. Football it. I just I just feel it. I feel it. In Except the way. Cowboys game because they did have fans there and you could hear them. Yeah, that's interesting. We're going to get to talk about that because that's part of my topic I want to discuss because we're going to yeah. get into that. I wrote about that. But let's get going here. Um, all right. It is the 21st of December. <clears throat> Hello, Hockey World. It is Monday, December 21st, 2020.
2: I'm Michael Ligello.
0: I'm Russ Cohen from Sportsology. And I am Eklund, and you're watching the Hockey Buzzcast on HockeyBuzz.com. This is the podcast that comes every Monday through Friday at this time to fill you in the comings and goings in the hockey world. And today, um, we are happy to be finally knowing that when well, we only knew we were coming back. But we finally know we're coming back. Right. We're back for what's going to be a crazy fun eight months, I think. And, uh, and then, you know, a short break before we actually get back to normalcy. Right. i the next season, although I already was told the next season probably won't be able to start till the middle of October, but that's okay. We'll take the middle of October because basically they're saying you know they're going to go on the schedule that they went off of after the World Cup of Hockey. Remember where we right. started a little bit later. Well, started? I don't
2: know about I don't know about that, act because I mean, yes, in a perfect world, but remember, next season is the Olympic year. So if they go to the Olympics, they're going
0: to have to start it's early. It's a good point. It's a good point. Day. So you might, but you know, at the end of the day, we'll take that, right? Because where yeah. we are is finally you know and i am still i'm i have to say the one thing that shocks me i mean my sources were pretty darn good throughout this whole thing and you know it was great down to the the divisions being right on except you know obviously minnesota and dallas made their own switch and um and then also the the concept that there wasn't going to be conferences which came out yesterday too is another concept that that we had a while back that they were just going to take the top you know team and play the fourth best team and then far as the divisional winners
2: so, so we're going to call it the Stanley Cup semifinals and final, Which I love anyway.
0: I mean, I think it's so much better as it is because you can, it gives you the best chance for the best Stanley Cup final. You know, it gives you a really good shot at having the best two teams playing, which we never see in the NHL. You know, you never really see the top two teams playing at the end of the year. It's still not definite. This okay, but happens. that's just by,
1: you know, basically by ranking. Uh, yeah. I do think we see the best. No matter how it shakes out, because I think having to get through no, that. No, we do. You're right. We see. Yeah. We, see
0: the, we see the winner of a tournament. That's what the Stanley Cup playoffs are. Is a tournament. We see it. We see whoever is playing best in that tournament. We do see. Yeah, that. but you got to like go through a lot just to get into that. Oh, it a hell of a hard tournament, but it is a tournament, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. But,
2: but but the one thing that we can see this time around that we haven't seen, I believe, since. 79 78 79 yeah is is for example remember 78 was
0: oh uh, 70 was 79 was, was later than that i think it was later than that um
2: no but but let me let me finish 79 yeah. was was montreal new york in the in the uh stanley cup final 78 right. was montreal boston i believe right you know then ever, ever since that it's been an east and a west team it's been new york yeah. Vancouver, uh, New York, Edmonton. And it was
0: Montreal and the Rangers, not the other New York team. And I generally like yeah, right. East and West teams, although I will say that I do think that sometimes the Stanley Cup final suffers from a little bit of a lack of familiarity between the teams playing and stuff, playing and playing. You know, I do think that I felt that a couple of times, but by the time it's all said and done, it doesn't much matter. Well,
1: no. I'll tell you, all right. So if you want to go off of that, in 04, I felt that until the fight. And then I felt like when when we had the fight in the Stanley yeah. Cup between Calgary and Tampa, that ended all of that. Well, uh, LeCavie and and (laughs) – Yeah, that was a great – And and again, I think at that moment I felt like, okay, now they know each other enough to hate each other, and that really made a difference to me in the way everything shook
0: out. I felt like the most exciting Stanley Cup finals – and I've thought about this a lot, like that we've seen, and we've seen a lot of good ones. I mean, since I've been covering it live, the ones that really stood out as being incredibly exciting – were the pittsburgh detroit ones which were like and you and i mean those teams aren't they're obviously different conferences at the time right um, but they're only a couple of they're only like a couple hundred miles apart from each other yeah
2: right but but though but like for example detroit was artificially in the west right they were
0: artificially in the west
2: and that was always something that you know that organization hated, and then they eventually got back to the East. I mean, I, to me, and I know to most people in Canada, the the most exciting Stanley Cup final would have been '93 had had the Leafs won Game Seven against the Kings because it would have been Toronto Montreal because Toronto was in the West for some stupid reason, right? And, and they would have played Montreal, and right. that, you know, that's that original six. Yeah, right,
0: I would have loved to have seen too. I you could
2: have, you could have, you could have, you could have Boston Montreal or Toronto.
0: Toronto Boston yeah imagine Toronto Boston I mean Boston Vancouver cool. was a hell of a cup I mean there's so, been some love, really you know, there's been great cups, cups but I, and it, uh, but I think that you know at the end of the day what we're hearing is um you know the, the, I love that I love the way they're doing this I do want to talk about some other things first though. I know
1: people are, are enamored with the fact that you could have like I saw an Islander fan saying you could have the Islanders and the Leafs and my answer was my first thought in my head was going to be yeah in an alternate
0: universe they will play in the Stanley Cup yeah yeah, right yeah both of them have to get there you still Um, have to get there yeah yeah, i mean you know there could be there could be some great ones i mean who knows i mean you could have st louis chicago in a stanley cup final yeah yeah i mean that to me that would be phenomenal there's some really good possibilities here Um, but I mean, you could have, that does make it exciting. I agree with you. But I like the concept of that. I've always liked the concept of that. I I liked first I played, I liked one place 16 in the playoffs. It was impossible to keep doing it because of the way, you know, travel is and all that. But, but it did give you the best, like it did make the regular season mean a hell of a lot more when you could finish play the 16th seed. That meant something. But, um, but the one, the two things that really struck me about this. And the first one is more of like a, the fun bookkeeping world of, 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 you know, of, are like, and you know, Michael and Michael enjoy this because he helps with cap central, <laughs> but the concept of this, of, of the taxi squad and how this is going to work is I think really interesting. Um, you know, first of all, so six players, one has to be goalie, but you can have more than one goalie, but one has to be a goalie.
2: Well, I, okay. Cause I'm going to write about this Zach, uh yeah. for, for my column today, uh, looking at the ins and outs of the taxi squad, especially with a team like Toronto, who's yeah. up against the cap. Yeah. Um, the players if they are waiver exempt, don't have to clear waivers in the right. taxi squad. But players who have to clear waivers, to they have to clear to get to the taxi squad. And, for example, the yeah. situation with Washington right now with Henrik Lundqvist, now you know he's not playing. They have only one goaltender. They have backups who are okay, but they might be looking for somebody in free agency or to pick up somebody off of waivers. And the Leafs – like Arundel as their third string goaltender. And yep. a lot of teams think they're going to need three goalies this sure. year. And what Toronto might do possibly is keep Aaron Dell on their 23 man roster so he doesn't have to clear waivers.
0: Right, and right.
2: So if do, if they do that, then they don't have to have a goaltender on the taxi. Squad. You
0: actually do, according to what I heard, Mike. You may want to check into that. But I, I, reading, I
2: did, I did. It's it, it says reading into it. And then I heard I
0: read I heard um, Dave Pangos oh, say the same thing today. Actually, well,
2: no, I, I mean a co- a Cap Friendly posted the 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 stipulations of the taxi squad, and it says you have to have three goaltenders on your roster, including one on your taxi squad, unless you have
0: three, on your, three on your the roster. roster. All right. Okay that's interesting because I I read that differently but I'm yeah. I we'll have to check I'm I, we'll do some research i am definitely do research beyond cap, cap cap friendly on that one because I think there's something else to that but um because I talked to another GM say it was worried about if 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 that is the way it is put it this way at least even even an actual NHL GM is not positive that that's the way it is because it's right. It was confused. I mean, it's obviously this is all brand new and confusing.
1: After this segment, I do have some breaking news on a player.
0: Okay. Yeah. Let's, um, and so, but the thing about this, that is really interesting is um, we've seen it in Philadelphia. We've seen uh, for years. We saw this. Um, it used to be when the flyers and phantoms both practiced in the skate zone in Voorhees, New Jersey, which is a double ranked place. Um, the flyers and fans could both practice there. The flyers could send a player to phantoms practice for a couple days. And that player screws the player. I mean, that player gets AHL money for the time, but but right. it, it helps the team because the team can can you know. And that's you're going to see that I think a ton if there's an AHL. No, but no, but no, no. Sending it to the aid sending it to the taxi squad works the same way. The okay, taxi squad, okay. because so, the taxi squad is the AHL salary, so you, now yeah. gonna, they can still practice with the team. It's right. just a matter of bookkeeping of saying that guy's in the taxi squad today. For yeah, this it's going to happen. There's no and that could save them. That could save them.
2: Well, that's what that's what's going to happen with Toronto. Oh yeah, a ton.
0: Let's let's just say that. Here's the thing about that, Mike. That you should write about this in your article. Now, yeah. that will happen, but every day, yeah,
2: every day it will happen.
0: Every day it will happen. Yeah, but it's not the greatest thing for team morale. Like I saw it around. I talked to some players, um, you know, who were who were in that Flyers fandoms thing, who were getting sent back and forth. And they wouldn't go on the record with it, of course, because no one wants to like piss anybody off. But off the record, that's a really bad environment.
2: But but yeah, the, yeah. but the difference here is is you're not, even though like for example with the Marlies and the Leafs, even though they're in the same town. Um, the difference between you uh, them ferrying players back and forth between the Marlies and the Leafs here with the taxi squad it's a paper transaction but they're not being sent
0: anywhere right and they're practicing with the team still it's the same right. they're doing the same exact work the same exact thing they're yes. just getting paid less. That is going to man uh, this is a can of worms that they really uh, and it, it's and no one will ever say anything about it and you know, maybe I'm, um, maybe some players will but if I'm a player, if I'm a player and I'm getting and I'm being told to do this, because you know they're not going to do it to just like a guy. I mean, they're going to try to save five thousand dollars here, whatever that kind of thing. But they're going right. to try to save more money. They're going to try to do this to some players who are as high as paid, the highest paid. Well, waiver free guys that they have are going to get screwed.
2: Well, okay, even well, even the guys have to clear waivers. Uh, somebody was making the example of sending like Louis Erickson if you're Vancouver down. Oh. You know, right. waivers. You bury a million dollars be, because they don't want to play them in the first place. But what I'm, Russ, I, I haven't heard any clarification on this one. But this this is one that I'm I'm going to be interested. Um, we don't think the OHL is going to play. Mm-hmm. We don't think the WHL or the Q are going to. You know, the Q is going to to keep going. you know, resume after they played. No. Okay, you've got a guy like Nick Robertson who, if the OHL is playing, cannot play in the American Hockey League. Because he's 19 Mm -hmm. and can only play in the NHL or the OHL. Right. If there's no OHL, does that mean he can't be on the taxi squad? I don't think it means he can't be on the taxi squad because there's no other league for him. If there's no other league.
0: They're going to let those guys on the taxi squad.
1: Well, right. I don't know. They're going to have a limit because you're still going to have to have a limit of people that could be in the practice facility. You can't just have a whole team. Well, there's only six taxi squads. Six. six. Six is the most. Right. So no so that's it. So yeah, there's. But once they reach that limit,
0: but but what I'm Some saying, of is, top guys, what Mike's saying is a really good point. Some of those top top prospects. Yeah, that's where they're right. going to be. Yeah, they're going to be. But and and that is going to be arguably good for them i mean i think, I think for you know, them it's right. bad for the career ahl guy that never gets to even play this year if there's no league right right that's for sure but for the for the prospects who you know being around the nhl team yeah all the time practicing with the nhl team all the time that's good for them i think yep. i mean versus playing in the ohl like I, it, I mean it there's obviously i mean this we can go I'm, I'm sure rush you've had this argument a thousand times over with people but and there's benefits of playing the OHL too, confidence and all that stuff. All the yeah. stuff, all the reasons we would hear like you want Franier yeah, or Jack Hughes the to play in the tournament.
1: The nice. large majority, it's better for them to do that. The taxi squad, you're still not replicating games. You, it sounded nice for baseball, but a lot of players who were on those reserve squads, they just were sh- hitting batting practice and scrimmaging and they were yeah you know, it wasn't yeah they they were not happy with it and it wasn't great for them the only bonus for them was they were getting paid better than they were getting paid in the minor leagues right. now with the nhl players it's pretty much going to be the same as what your contract
0: is so that's, right. that's not a big benefit well Here's thing I don't understand if a guy's on the taxi and i think i think if he's on the taxi squad you're burning a year of his contract no matter what No, right? no i don't think so no if it's a knee, like nick in the nhl you would be no, it depends no. how many games they get in. Yeah,
2: right, but for example, no, but, uh, for example, okay, yeah. we'll use Robertson as the example again. He's on his ELC. He played four playoff games. That does not count towards the ten game limit because it's regular right. season games. Okay, they've said it's not ten this year; it's seven. So if you play, if he plays six regular season games, his ELC hasn't kicked hasn't kicked in yet. Right. So you know and now I think they're going to play him more. I think he's going to be going up and down and he'll play and then he won't play and he'll play and then he won't play. They'll 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 manage it. But yeah, no, his ELC doesn't kick in until
1: he plays 6 regular season games. Right. All right. So which do you want? Do you want the player signing or notes about a star player who's unsigned? Uh, let's go with the player signing. Player signing is Drake Cajula for the Arizona Coyotes for one year. It's a good signing. I mean, he, he's a guy that plays your bottom six. He could penalty kill. He's feisty. He gets you somewhere between eight and ten goals. He can get you 30, 35 points. Uh, very good signing for them. That's you know, you a team like Arizona is always looking for um for scoring. Last year he had 15 points in 40 games, so you figure 56 games, you know, he can get you in the shortened season 20 something points. That's so, that's so good. that so,
2: so that Chicago Arizona pipeline continues.
0: No, i was, I'm sorry, I had the thing happen here. Um,
1: that's okay. So, which I was just saying, Drake Cajula was signed by the Arizona Coyotes. Okay, one
0: year cool. Ago. very cool. So, the concept here that I'm talking about, Mike, is so if, if a guy is in the AHL, right? They, they said, by the way, the 10 games thing I heard is now seven games. Is that sure. right? Okay, okay, so seven games is you know, if you're but if you're on the taxi squad, you're considered an AHL player,
2: right? Right. But you're, not, you're not.
0: See, problem so is, if, but if you're an AHL player, you're burning your contract. Burning your your contract. Not necessarily.
2: No. If you're on your ELC, if you're not, if you haven't played ten NHL games, you haven't burned. Oh, so you
0: burn it out. I thought I thought AHL players burned a year.
1: No, they could space it out. Let this guy play once a month if they want to, and it'll be okay. It only kicks. I believe it only kicks
2: in in terms of burning a year until like your third AHL year. You can play two. Right.
0: A- oh, yeah, I didn't know that. All yeah,
2: right. it's that. It's that entry level slide situation. Okay,
0: so there you go. So, so that, that that that's that's good then. Okay, so that makes sense. Um, there's a lot. Of, obviously, that we're gonna see a lot of crazy bookkeeping going on basically, yeah. and, and we're gonna see a lot of you players don't already. Up. No, I know, but more, more related up. revenue. Way more, but way more because, like, you know, we're going to see players yeah. – player, there will be a growing um, undercurrent of angst about this. Trust me.
2: Well, I, I I, will forewarn a guy named Otis Driftwood, who's a, a guy who's a, a Hockey Buzz uh, viewer who constantly emails Eric mm-hmm. to send me an email to adjust the Boston Bruins roster when it doesn't match it perfectly, with players going up and down yeah. every day Kiss yeah, we're not going to do what? that. It's not going to be every day. I'm sorry. We don't
0: get the direct uh we don't get the direct texts from the uh, league like some people do. So yes. <laughs> we'll do our best, okay? We'll do our best there to keep everything up to date, but um but yeah, a cat will be very busy and there's nothing more exciting funky than a capologist's life. Um so, but we'll move on from there to the next thing, which is um th- and this also I I found, you know, Really fascinating that that Dallas is going to start the season with fifty percent of their fan. That you know that they're gonna be able to like fifty percent, five thousand fans. Not I guess it's a third, right? So yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, and and and, and apparently like twenty five hundred here in in Florida, yeah. Or, which and which
2: is which is a hundred percent capacity for them.
0: <laughs> Just um, <laughs> but beyond that, and they'll be lucky if they can pull that many. Let's just talk about that concept for a second, because mm-hmm. um, it's to me it's one thing when you have the when you have a capacity of of outdoor football games. It's another thing when you're putting when you're bringing a lot of people into indoor hockey games. Because I don't care if there's five thousand people in there, you're going people are crossing paths with each other. Um, you got bathrooms, you've got all kinds of stuff. You just have no way of getting around the fact that you are crossing paths with each other and the indoor air. And then now, if you're a player going into that arena. Uh, say you're like, a, you know, the Flyers going into Dallas or whatever. You got to play with 5,000 people from Texas in a, in a state that's raging with COVID. How's that going to work? I mean, the you know, Flyers aren't going to go in there, obviously. But I'll tell people- you this.
1: I will give away a, a secret of mine. Uh, and you may be able to do this. You may not be able to do this. But I've been to Atlantic City twice where I was indoor for like two, three hours. And then, you know, a couple of restaurants outdoors only.
0: And I never used the facilities. Yeah, you should never use the facilities for sure. I agree with you 100% on that. But I also. If you can help it. But just in general, if you're a player now, I mean, they're going through all of this stuff. You can't leave the hotel. You can't go to a bar. Right. I mean, how can the NHL have variable stuff like this going on? Well, the
1: NBA does.
0: I know, but how is that going to fly? How well, it,
1: there, it, It's going to work and it's not going to work. There was a guy in the NBA. Who said he had to go get wings and ended up at the strip bar because he liked the wings there? You can, uh, and
0: that you know that, what I mean. Like as much as this does, though, I mean the, the idea of, of going in, like, like California is so strict. Like we talked about, the Sharks may have to play in Arizona. Yeah, they're in. They're going to be in. The, you know, they're not in. The, okay, so Dallas is in the Central Division. So let's just throw out there. to Remember, Dallas is in the Central, right? I mean, there are so many issues with this to me. That you know if a player going oh, into, but the cowboys completely.
1: have been playing with fans this entire season. What that's, outside, know? that's outside. That's outside. No, good. it's not. No, it's not. They, they they got a hole in the in the middle. That's it, but it's not completely a, It's a
0: much bigger space. Okay. So you're talking about okay. the large I mean, the, you know, the largest space in the NHL is probably Chicago, right? You've ever if you've ever been in any arena, the, the indoor indoor where the Blackhawks play is gigantic. I mean, it is uh, for a hockey arena, but even that's like you know. Not not close to what you're talking about with a, with you know Dallas.
1: Okay, no, that's that's fair. Look, I mean, it is going to be
0: enter at your own risk. That's what it's going to be. But players can't do that. Players have to play. Right. So you're coming in from another city, and you got to play.
2: But act. There's no contact. There's no contact with the people. And, and I'm assuming if these buildings are open, that they have these high velocity of um of vent um vents. And, and they're
0: streaming that, and you're probably we're, right. we're all assuming that we don't know if that's actually right. But at the same, and we also like okay, this how much we know that this spreads through the air, we know that. Yeah. Um, so you know, so you know, if you've got people sneezing that are, I mean, are you gonna? In my opinion, the one thing I, would, if I'm a player, one thing I'm demanding if I go into these arenas, that no one is sitting in the first level, none, no one. Like you know, I, I agree, they shouldn't be down low. It shouldn't be close to the players. Like no one should be behind the benches for sure. Right. You shouldn't have anybody behind the benches. At all, you know, and you could and, put them.
1: I think you could put them everywhere else, but just not behind the two benches, and probably not behind the goal either. To be
0: fair,
2: does that mean that the camera people can't be where the uh, little opening is in the glass? No, the camera, camera, camera
0: people are going to be tested. You know, that's like the thing right. about camera people. They'll be. We'll know that they're safe, and I'm sure that you know. And I'm assuming. Let's hope that they're doing like you're going to do some kind of temperature check at least, or something on people when they come in. Yeah,
1: they'll do a temperature check.
0: But, man, oh man, it's like. I don't know. I mean, we can all say what we think about, you know, like Michael says you have to be within six feet of someone for greater than 15 minutes. Sure. You know, and we all know this, but we don't really, we were learning so little things we're learning that, you know, that, you know, you have to be super, like if you're not a super spreader, super spreaders are like what, like 2% of the people with COVID are spreading it to 75% of the people. It's like there's certain people that just spread it. There was one one
1: wedding that affected 245,000 people.
0: Yeah, and it, it, that's incredible because you, all you need is a super spreader or or two in that place, and, and they
1: don't have perfect. a good handle on that. We have to. We be don't how we don't
0: have a way to test for super spreaders yet. we no. know people are working on that. That's like a huge thing because if you can if you can test Look, for something, we somebody,
1: don't even know if you when you get the vaccine if you
0: can't still spread it. Right, right. we don't even know that. Right, so and there is glass. I, I granted the plexiglass Timothy puts in the chat room. That that's sure that's a good thing. Yeah, that's a big sneeze guard. I get it. It's a big sneeze guard, but um. <laughs> But you know that's the yeah the official you know hits the sneeze guard, um, but, yeah, that'll be Mike Emmerich's new thing if we're Mike Emmerich still doing this, but um yeah I think that I, this is such a freaking can of worms and I want people in the arenas more than anybody else but my gosh that just to me, but
1: players I, know this and they're going to be taking the risk they know this right. they signed up for it they know, but yeah they, the okay, if you want to get into the head of a player. Here's what a player thinks.
0: <laughs> yeah, player... let's do that. let us That's a scary place to go. No, no, no but what I'm going to do it. I'm ready. I'm the ready player, to go.
1: The player in Dallas will appreciate having the fans there. Yep. They'll like hearing the noise. And they'll yep. think they, that they're not going to be able to get the virus. And because of the shape that I'm just telling you, I'm telling you the way the player thinks they're not going to worry about it. They're not going to think they
0: can get it. And they're going to like having the fans there. That's the well, way. Player, think. I mean, I agree with you, 90% of the players are, I think there, there's a general invincibility among athletes anyway. Right. But, and,
2: and I know we're talking about a different sport, but for example, um, you know, the bills won the AFC East on Saturday and they're going to have a home playoff game for the first time in 25 years. Right now, New York State bans any fans, even in outdoor stadiums.
0: Can I say this can only happen to a team from Buffalo? Let you think about it.
2: Yeah, that they're going to probably win a Super Bowl when nobody can <laughs> <win>. <laughs> right. and, and, and And the thing was that when their plane came back from, um, from Denver – um, they had thousands of people waiting at the airport to greet them. Most of them wearing masks, but uh, still, they were packed in. They were, they were packed in, and you know, there's some talk about okay, well, it's outdoor, it's right. January, they should allow at least a portion, you know, fifteen thousands. It's a seventy five thousand seat building. They should allow fifteen thousand fans in there. You know, I'm all in favor of that. They're going at their own risk. Yeah.
0: And I'm also in favor of that. I mean, it's Buffalo, so it's going to be freezing. So people are going to not only have masks on, they're going to have scarves on. They're going to have people are really going to be blocked. Like, there's going to be a lot. I mean, it's still possible, granted, but that's a very different scene than Texas or Florida. I'm where it's hot outside. People aren't you know are going to be wearing, you know, you'll have this, you know. Yeah. The only thing is, here's the other thing I, I think teams but should. But there know. won't be tailgating, Act. They're not going to allow tailgating. No.
2: No no table slamming, nothing like that,
1: nothing going on. People do that right in
0: their own backyard on Amazon recently. Because we um we have to, you know, my wife has to go into work a little bit more often now than she did before. Right. Um, you know, and, and I got really nervous about that because she's got asthma and it's not, you know, a great thing. So um recently I went online and I and I managed to pick up you know some N ninety five I picked up like 50 N 95 masks for like you know, I think it was like 20 bucks or something like that. It was Way less than it had been, you know, like way less than it had been for like for the best mask, you know, like because there's a huge difference in masks. So to me, like if I'm an NHL arena, like NHL NHL should be handing out those kind of masks when people walk through the door, that kind of thing. Like something along the lines of good because if you put better masks on people, that takes a big difference too, then like, you know,
1: yeah, they're not going to do that
0: though. Probably not. But I think that's that a nice the,
1: thought. I agree with you. I mean, that's like, going to
0: do it. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to tell I, you something else. We don't know if it will happen.
1: Do we think the minute the players are in the locker room that they're going to keep their masks on?
0: <sighs> no, no,
1: because they're tested every day.
0: Those players are going to feel comfortable with themselves. But it
1: doesn't matter, Mike. You could be tested that day and six if hours later, spreading,
0: super spreading, spreader, reading, you're they're going to be sitting next to each other on yeah, the if bench. One of the guys cleaning that place out is a super spreader. Right. Is but what I'm,
2: what I'm saying, okay, what I'm saying is, if and they did this in the bubble, if they're testing them every day, and they're sitting next to each other on the bench, you know, I don't care if they're drinking the from different, uh, different water bottles, they do that now to prevent like yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. But if they're on the bench with no masks on, they're going to be in the locker room where there's more space in between than on the bench.
0: True, true, true. No, I I, I, look, but it's look, not six feet of space.
2: It's not six feet, but it's,
0: it's better it's, than on sitting
2: the- elbow to elbow on the bench. I mean, but we've seen other
1: <laughs> but we've seen in NCAA hockey that it is possible to wear a mask and play hockey, and we're not gonna see it in the NHL, and they're going to have this assumption that yes, because somebody's tested, they're okay, but again, these tests are not a hundred percent.
0: No, not. they're
2: not hundred percent, but you know, I mean th- there's in, there is inherently some risk right now with what these teams and what these players are doing, but yes, they're doing it because it's their livelihood, yes, it's how they make their money,
1: and they're willing to waive the risk. But it, you know, again, now the difference is we can't, and ec- right, I don't want you to do this either, it's hard not to, but we can't go back and say, but in the bubble because they're not in a bubble, right? They're, not so in so a bubble. they're traveling now. Yeah. They're going to come in contact with more restaurant workers in weird cities. Right. They're going to come in contact with a lot more people than they did in well, Edmonton.
2: Okay, so here, this is right now where things stand. The only team in the U.S. apparently that can't play in their own building right now is San Jose. They're right. going to have their training camp in Scottsdale, Arizona, Right. and supposedly – the, the, the plan B is for them to play games in Glendale until they're able to play in right. St. Clara County. Now we heard over the weekend and the thing that delayed the announcement uh, for at least a couple days is what is going on in Canada. Um, you know, there are things we've, we heard over the weekend that yep. the, the problem province is British Columbia and uh, that Vancouver may have to be supplanted either by playing in another city right. like Like San Jose, or I think you know, I I don't think, I don't think there's going to be a hub or bubble in Canada. There's talk, there's talk about that, but I know, and there was talk this morning about uh, a shutdown of uh, like a basically a complete shutdown in Ontario uh, for like 14 to 28 days, but there's 28 a, in one in the South, and 14 in the, in the south north. and 14 in the North, meaning so like Toronto going down the Niagara peninsula to, to Fort oh, yeah. is going to be, is going to be almost an entire month of a shutdown, but that doesn't mean it's an entire shutdown right now in New York state and right. they still allow the bills to play and they're going to allow right. the Sabers to
0: play. So I yeah, think that's, that's that, not stopping the teams from playing. And I agree with you a hundred percent there. I mean, you're going to, you're going to, I mean, at this point, we know enough that we can, that teams can still play, and that they can figure that out. Um, but I think that I wouldn't be surprised at all if there was some bubbles in Canada, um, if they if they if they went there. Although you know, it's hard to say. And and I
1: mean, I'm still going to throw it out there. It still wouldn't shock me if they leave Canada too. It wouldn't shock me, because there are going to be way more obstacles in Canada than there will be here in the U.S. Yeah. 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 See that
2: that's that that's the hypocrisy of all this. And you know, I, I got. true. I got into a little bit of an argument with a a few people on Twitter. It's like, okay. That shocks me, Mike. Yeah, completely (laughs) shocking. British Columbia, (laughs) you have international flights flying into the Vancouver
0: airport
2: all over the world. And these are people who are either – untested or have maybe tested by rapid tests at the airports
0: use transit uh, covid in england now that no one's sure about yet
2: right and and they're go, and they're on the, on on the honor system going to be self <laughs> quarantining quarantining for 7 to 14 days but an nhl team that's coming from alberta or ontario right. not coming from the us is flying into a private charter Uh, location in the airport is going to one hotel is sequestering the sequestering themselves in a practice facility or uh in the arena to play two or three games and then leaving and somehow they're a greater risk than somebody flying from hawaii or flying from hong kong give me a friggin break you're a a bunch of clueless asinine idiots
0: well i mean the other irony, of course, is that Canada has been better at this than we have in America. Well, they were. I don't know if they are now.
2: Yeah, it's blowing up everywhere. What,
0: blowing up every, no, but I'm saying no, but I'm saying that they're gonna be stricter, which is gonna get them sure. back to back to back to you know normalcy quicker, but it will be harder for the NHL in the meantime, right? So the irony is that like we might end up playing the playoffs all in Canada again if everything you know that anything's possible. And that's not they, what the players want. They don't all want the players that. want at all. But you know it
2: was Suppose so. The the rate of infection doubled in Ontario last
0: week. Double. Right, so they did, according to our chat room. They stopped kind of stopped travel from the UK yesterday. So that so I give them credit for that. Um, listen, I mean, there there are so many variables in this. Um, obviously we're going to have issues. I just think that some of the obvious ones. Now, and it is possible. I've also heard, you know, it's possible that you know we have a change in presidency here at the end of January. So. It, with that, you know, with that could come, you know, no fans in Dallas, no fans in Florida too. You That's know, they, possible. He, you well, know, that that the, that would that, well, be.
2: Well, um, the, the problem is that because of our because of our governmental system, the president can't do that. That
0: was right. He could uh, say it, suggest he recommend recommend he say it, recommend it,
2: but okay. that doesn't mean a good goddamn. Right.
0: It doesn't. Right, right. Mean, it, it doesn't. Um, I, do, I do wonder how many people are, you know, and like Kevin Allen has always said, you know, are people going to be how, how willing are people going to be to go back into these things in the first place? Like if you're going to, going back in, you know, to a five thousand seat arena, we still know how the we still know how the media is going to work. Listen, right? Everybody yeah.
1: in Buffalo would be back in this year if you allowed them. Like there's certain places they're they're going to no no but they would based on the fact on who they have on the team. They'll yeah. want to see Taylor Hall. They they
0: would come oh, back. Yeah, no, there, I mean, there's always going to be people. You know, you have to you have to draw the uh, you know the Venn diagram of the people willing to do it and the people who can afford to do it. Right, where, where that where yeah. that where that interacts, you're going to have people, right? Yeah, um,
2: and, and the the first people they're going to let into the let into the buildings are first responders and, and people over 75 because they're the only ones that got the got the vaccine.
0: Right, and I, I do think that that day is coming too. Like, well, Rush, that covers the you know, like coyotes at least. Russ, you said it before, that you know, I, think, <laughs> I think you're right that there will be some way of tracking. Like, once you have the vaccine, it'll be on your ID in some way, shape, or form. They've been vaccinated, so that'll enable you to do certain things that other people won't be able to do. That's, I think, that's possible too. Which is, which is another huge, you know, like, like, like get onto the cycle like, at Coney <laughs> Island. Like, what is it going to want to enable me to do? That's like the mark of the beast stuff. But yeah, we'll see how that all plays out. But you know, um that's like kind of ridiculous stuff. But let's um, let's move on. Let's move on to um, to some other thoughts for, for the, while we're here too. Um, The World Juniors, obviously, also they canceled a couple things. Um, They start tomorrow, I guess it is, um, with their Uh,
2: Christmas Day. Christmas Day, they start the actual game.
0: Right. The practice, some
2: practice games tomorrow. 23rd.
0: No, no. The 23rd for. 23rd. So Wednesday. Yeah. Can I say one thing, though, that really bothers me about this tournament just in general? I know what it is. And it really pisses me off to no end right off the bat. I'm sure everybody can guess it out there because this just baffles me to no end that the U.S. and Canada aren't playing each other. They're in different – it matters
1: – again, you can't artificially create these pools. It matters how you finish the year before.
0: I know, but they need to artificially create these pools. No, you
1: can't do that.
0: You need to because no, that, the reality is that this thing – is it, is it, they're, it,
2: they're in separate divisions in the round robin, but they can they could play each other in when they cross over in the match. yeah. There's a
0: the crossover point. Yeah, they could. If, if, there should be an odd. be like a one team automatic crossover, and it should be always involve us and Canada if they can it, at some point because it's just. Why? They, 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 I understand we're talking about. I know. I know you're talking about like you know.
2: It's competitive balance act. You can't. I get
0: that, that, but at the same time, or or like they're not. Otherwise, it'll
1: be college football uh, where they just basically say, "Oh, you know,
0: Texas A&M better than game against each other." Give us at least one chance to see these teams play each other. They will if they, they play, would. right? They no, but they're play, they, each team is playing a practice game, and, and uh, neither – they're not, why isn't that no, game no, – No,
2: no, no, no. Okay, they're playing – they're in separate divisions in the round robin. Very easily, if the U.S. finishes – I know, I game, know,
0: I know. I know they can play each other in the they middle round. I know they oh, get, you, they you don't think? need them to play twice. No, I, we never had a problem with them playing twice before. Look, twice in a perfect times. world,
1: I get it. There was the you know the, the New Year's Eve night – New Year's E&D Eve, Canada
0: US thing is phenomenal. USA Canada always plays US Eve, you know, New Year's Eve, and then not this year. That's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. And I think that, that that was something that really this tournament had going for it in, yeah. in beautiful. I would just tell you, is TFB. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys. You can't. have really, uh, a marketing bone in your body, do you? I mean, let it, let
2: like, it happen organically. Wait, actually, speaking of a
1: marketing bone, I'm going to be doing a, a two-hour live special on Sirius XM tomorrow night, 6 to 8 p.m. with Shane Malloy
0: on Hockey Prospect Radio. There's the marketing. There you go. I know. That's the marketing. I guess <laughs> I'll be listening, and then they'll, they'll be playing it every every, um, two, every hours. Yes. Hours. two hours. Yes, and GMs will text me, and everybody will text me. That John, Shannon. John Shannon will
1: be messaging John Shannon.
0: You're for sure you driving around on Christmas Eve night, looking at the lights. You'll be able to listen to it. I'm sure if you drive around on Christmas Day, you'll be able to listen to it. I feel like I need to tweet this to
1: John Shannon personally. Do it. Do it.
0: It's on. It's going to be on all the time. So and it's great because I love. I mean, I miss you guys. You're I miss, I miss, part of my Saturdays and Sundays. I jokingly say it, but you know, it's like you know. As a dad, I'm running errands on Saturday and Sunday mornings, and it was always there's Russ. There's Russ. Yeah. There's yeah. Yeah, it. I, really miss yeah it I,
2: I need to hear Bob O'Reilly a little more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I really miss it a lot. Um I just, I just think that I mean, I don't know. I get what you guys are saying. I understand the competitive balance. I understand exactly how it works. I know the whole I get the whole concept of it. I just realize. I just think it's an opportunity blown.
2: Russ, what was the other what was the other uh, breaking news that was regarding a player that
1: Oh, yeah, I'll do that now. Um, Zach McMillan's asking me, though, Clark or Ratty for number one. I, I wouldn't um, count out Owen Power for number one. Um, yeah. All right, so the other one, uh, let me get it again because now I lost it on my screen. It's Zidane Chara, and basically his uh, agent had a quote, and then so did, um, so did what's his name, um, Cam Neely. Uh, let's see. I'll get the agent quote here, though. It doesn't sound fantastic. We'll, we'll just put it that way. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Let's see if I could find it again. Well, I'm going to just give you the gist of it. The gist of it is um, they're in contact, but they have to just decide this is on their end, Charizard, end, what they're going to do. And then um, let's see. Here's what Cam Neely said. Uh, it's really a matter of what his desire is his what his desire is and how the coaching and we feel what our lineup should look like and could look like depending on development of some of these young guys so right again it's not like keeping the door wide open for him i feel like they have moved on i Mm -hmm. if you ask me i feel like the bruins have already come up with a plan that's like a big truck coming by i do feel like they've already had a plan
0: and the plan is we're moving on i'm starting to feel like you're probably right on that one yeah yeah, yeah. The
2: other the other uh the other big news that uh Elliot Friedman reported this morning uh Nikita Kucherov uh is having um apparently he's had some hip difficulty the last couple months he's getting yeah. an injection into his hip yeah. um, his uh future for this season is in question um okay now the the, the, the differing thing here is like uh, Pierre LeBrun reported that it's very possible Kucherov could come back within a couple of weeks, but the the dire uh, uh, predictions is that this could be a lengthy absence. And obviously, with Tampa Bay being way over the cap uh, and having a situation where they're probably in need to trading somebody like Tyler Johnson or Cullorn, um, if Kucherov goes on LTIR, then neither is necessary. But again, I can't see them putting Kucherov on LTIR the entire season. Uh, I could imagine that for Stamkos because it was a stomach muscle
0: situation. I also Um, think about Stamkos today, and this is interesting: um, that Stamkos may opt out. Now, the concept opt out. The concept. Another thing we should discuss um, because all right.
1: Before we discuss it, the Kucherov thing. Let me bring this up back. I there's somebody in my family who gets these kinds of shots and you could really only get them once every six
0: months. Actually, I know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah. And so they may not be calling this an injury for him, but if it's bothering him enough that he has to get one, the hope is that it works. If it doesn't work, then he may spend months, two, three months on the LTIR. And if it works, he won't spend any time. That's the way it's going to work.
2: Well, in terms of the opt-out, first, it, 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 just use this as an example. Say Stamkos yeah. opts out. Right. Tampa, Tampa Bay has the option of tolling his contract or not. Right. And if they do, then everything moves a year down the road, and they and Stamkos doesn't lose a year on his deal. Right. right. So he gets his money in the end anyway. So is that a possibility? Sure. If he is having. It comes off the cap,
0: right, Mike? It comes up the cap they it off the cap. They. comes off the
1: cap. Look, these guys,
0: Stamkos yeah, and they, are That could be maybe um, the solution. The solution that that they've been thinking, looking at. The whole, the, at the whole, they're both both of them are going to play
1: rock paper scissors until they feel like who which one is going to help the Tampa cap. But it's kay. going to happen. We knew it's going to happen. We've been okay. talking about it. Here's a here's a clarification here.
2: Uh, uh, Ontario Premier Doug Ford, moments after announcing he's enacting a province-wide shutdown, says no decision has been made on whether the Leafs and Senators will be allowed to play games at home in January. If if they were going to say the shutdown was completely wide open, yeah. they would have said they can't play, which
1: means he. I think they're I gonna.
0: Have answer from well, it I don't it.
1: know, at Mike. This answer tells me
0: they're negotiating. This, this answer, answer. This answer tells me that that it's not definitive. Up in the air
1: yeah well i'm not saying not it's nothing no
0: they're not gonna play in the u.s i don't know about that i mean they this would, is not a definitive answer mike they, I, they, think that, I think that they're not gonna play in the u.s as well i do agree with you but they go would go they play. play i mean if they can't play in ontario where are they going go? so go 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 to go they're going to go i go or they could go to quebec unless they have a problem look We don't know what's going to happen. I'm
1: telling you, this is a very slippery slope. I know everybody wants to keep the teams in Canada. But when you have to start deciding, I'm going to go here and I'm going to go there, These, I'm telling you, these health agencies in Canada especially are not going to give you definitives until the last minute. And the NHL has to be able to make travel plans. They have to do all those kinds of things. You could do that in the U.S., and you may not be able to do that in Canada. And that may be the flying the ointment here. They'll wait till after the holidays, but at some point they're going to have to make a hardened decision. And if Ford keeps flip-flopping like that, then those teams are going to be in trouble for playing in that area. We don't know.
2: Then the, then the option is either playing in your individual buildings or playing in a hub. It doesn't mean playing in the U.S. because the one the one thing that people for people keep for forgetting about them playing in the U.S. they've already announced the divisions. So if you're playing seven teams in the U.S. in a Canadian division, then they're all going to have to be like a, a, within a reasonable distance of each other uh, to tr- in terms of travel, uh, and then there there's going to have to be probably a week to two weeks when they can play in Canada that they'll have to quarantine. So. Or-
1: or they just, you know what, or they just decide Canada doesn't work and we're going to make Buffalo a yeah, hug. Like, you just don't know. You yeah, don't know I, that. I, I don't know that, but I
2: really seriously doubt that that will be the case.
1: I, I, I'm telling you, everything is out there. Like I mean, otherwise Doug Ford would basically say today the NHL doesn't have to worry. The fact that he didn't say that means that now Gary Bettman has to be on the phone, daily, has to be on the phone with him I'm, and, I'm, and try I'm, and hammer something out. right I mean,
0: he's saying this because he's got to at least look like he's going right. to be. I, I'm in the weird position. Of, that might be more likely.
2: I'm in the weird position of being the glass is half full guy, whereas Russ is being the glass is half empty. Yeah. I think, I think that Ford would have basically said, um, "Everything is shut down. Even the senators, even the Leafs, kiss my butt. That's it." Um, he didn't say that. He said, "We're still looking at it," which means I think if they dot the I's and cross the T's that they're going
1: to be able to play. You know, there is, I'll tell you what the other possibility is, and it's all possible, but the other possibility is that if it keeps going up the way it is in Canada, that all of a sudden those health agencies are going to be like, well, you're not allowed to have any workers at the building, period.
2: Yeah. I mean, the funny thing is, is that they announced, they announced that they were going to shut, um, had the shutdown starting on Christmas Eve and then they and then they changed it and they uh, they announced that it was gonna start on boxing day. So it's really it's re- you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah, really yeah. They, they didn't want to they didn't want to ruin people's holidays.
0: They didn't
1: want to ruin the holiday, but again, if people load up their houses
0: during the holiday, it could ruin oh, things yeah, down yeah. the line. I mean, we're gonna see. Although, you know, we haven't it's hard to say. We haven't, we haven't
1: seen, had the but, spike that people thought we were going
0: to after Thanksgiving. Right, we haven't seen that. I oh think. no, no, ek, I don't know about that because well, we like, we actually, we don't know. In we
1: Queens, know. no, no. Yesterday in Queens, they busted a um 160 person gathering, and so you don't know, but because you're not hearing about it.
0: Yeah, we we don't know the reaction. We don't know the spike though. Like we expected, like two weeks after Thanksgiving to be a problem. Yeah, it hasn't been, so we don't know as far as like, as far as like. Case but I just ride, think anyway. all
1: of it's in play. Unfortunately, I think it's all in play. Huge,
2: there was a huge spike in Canada, and they didn't have Thanksgiving in November, so that's right. Right,
0: it's it's all it, it's all specious, kind of. it's tough. Right. um We don't know what you know what what's causing what right now is really like. Right. I'm just saying, if
1: the spike continues, there there may be this. The whole thing may have to be rethought, and I think they're going to give it a few days. They'll let it breathe for a few days because they don't have to. Put the schedule out yet but i do think nothing is nailed down now in general
2: i i liked most everything that the nhl did and, and announced um you know the division change is fine you know that was the reality with the with the border and things of that nature i i still yeah. think the border is going to end up being open i would say probably by by uh by, by march march or, or april march, yeah march or april but Right. I, the one thing I think they missed the boat on, and you know, in the end, Gary Bettman won out. They didn't expand the playoffs. You're going to have a division. Yeah, of eight. By that. yeah they have. Uh, they're going to have a divi- uh, Three American divisions of eight teams, uh, and the Canadian division of seven teams, which is the same structure as it is, you know, normally, but different division yep. constructs, and. Only four teams in each division making it. I, I think it sucks. I really do. It should be it should be twenty teams. They should have a play in round. But I think what their what the thought process was is they didn't want to
0: extend the length of the playoffs because they wanted to complete. I, I think that's the big thing. And I think I, I would have rather them go to forty eight games and had them extend the playoffs. To be honest, but yeah, um, because I think and I think most teams would because the the playoffs could, could potentially be. Good revenue makers, I mean, the playoffs could potentially be fans. I mean,
1: heck, here's here's a tweet Sarah Orleski just sent the tweet. No update today on whether the Winnipeg Jets will be allowed to host home games this season. According to Dr. Adwai, discussions are still ongoing. Like, they don't have any finality for any of these places in Canada.
0: Yeah, yep. I mean, they're gonna to have to make different kinds of deals with Canada. There's gonna, you, there's gonna, basically, it can all get done, but it's gonna take a lot. And what, it's gonna take a lot of lobbying on the it's gonna, it's gonna also take probably the people working at the arena to be quarantined or and to be tested like in different levels, you know, different kinds of situations. Testing every day for people, anybody working in the arena, that kind of stuff. That's what Canada's gonna have to do. But they, but the other, I mean, then the real the real fear though that they have, which is legitimate, you know, is that you know the people coming. um, Actually, no, forget it. That's, that's not a fear at all. Forget that. I'm thinking something else. That's, oh yeah, no, I know what you're thinking. They're worried about people coming in from other places, obviously, but it's all Canada. But still, if I mean, if there's a if there's a spike in Alberta, do you want to bring that spike to Ontario? I mean, that's the thought, you know. Like so, the issue is how you're going to deal with that, you know. Like that, that's why they're worried about it. I mean, it's 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 going to be a problem. Yeah, like
1: Randy said, Alberta isn't locked down until January
0: now. Maybe they'll cut a deal with the Flames, but maybe they won't. Canada is a tough one, tricky. I mean, I think at the end of the day, they will. But and this is a very important thing to Canada, very, and, important, thing, yeah, it's and, very important thing to and the economy.
2: And if there is the need for a hub it could be a situation where they say okay canadian teams we're going to hub in edmonton for the entire month of january which right. means january 13th to february 1 and then february 1 we're playing in our right. buildings if at that point there's there you know the, the 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 provincial governments still are saying no then you know honestly i i, I don't know i don't know what to tell you i think, well, I think that's, but
1: that's the problem you can't Make that there, decision, and there then, has to
2: be a guarantee on the part of those provincial governments that yes, on a certain date,
1: you can play. Right. There definitely has to be it. Otherwise, you can't go along with that premise because you could literally blow up that whole division because of because of the way the, the they
2: the, the players did not agree. The players do not want to play in bubbles or hubs. No,
0: but they also know that they can't do anything if the government tells them they can't do it. They, also, they know that. It doesn't matter like what you agree on. If, if the government comes out and says, you know. this is the, Okay, the, but Ek, here's a hypothetical. Hypothetically,
1: it doesn't get any better. There's a worse strain. You could be stranding those seven teams in Canada for much longer yeah. than, you, than you should be. And there's no guarantee that they wouldn't be playing each other in playoff rounds until they could cross over and play in the States, maybe for the conference finals and the Stanley Cup. That's the risk you're sure. taking. There is a little bit of that risk. That's possible. It is
0: entirely possible. We agree with you completely.
1: Cuz I know it's easy to say, "Oh, the borders will open up and like Mike Mike and I like March and April. We're hoping people, like we don't know."
0: Yeah. Yeah, we don't know. We have no idea. Well,
1: one one thing we also have to talk about is it
2: uh, is like the 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 league calendar in terms of like the important
0: dates. Right because yeah um i think we should talk about that tomorrow okay because okay. We are, yeah uh, that's fine. Let's, let's talk about tomorrow um and then we're gonna also be getting into our i think we should start doing some uh, previews and teams and things like that because sure. we're there we're gonna see some moves in the next couple of days too so we'll have other things to talk about as well um yes Kobolchuk did return to the khl yeah we talked about it yep I'm sure you talked about it already yeah um, you know i'm not surprised that we at wished
2: all. him well yeah, we 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 had we had good thoughts for you at that point, because we know how much you love Ilya Kovalchuk. Yes,
0: he is yeah. definitely in the Hall of, Rumor Hall of Fame. Don't you don't
2: have time. to report about him any longer. Yeah, yeah. But, but you didn't hear about the return of Thomas Kaberle.
0: No, no, but he's. I someone suggested I should do a Rumor Hall of Fame at some point, which I will officially. But he Thomas Caverley would definitely be in there along with Matt Sundin um, and other Leafs as well. We've really just we've talked about way too often. Um, you know, and I'll say now, you know, that at this point also, you know, there's a, what's his name from, um, oh God, from from Vegas, have, from Vegas, Pacioretty. Definitely, definitely okay. now Pacioretty is officially in there as well because he's been now rumored in so many different situations. He was such a rumor in Montreal forever. Now he's being rumored. Although I do believe it's Marchand who's going to be traded. We'll get into at that. Pierre,
1: Pierre oh. Lebrun, sorry to interrupt. Pierre Lebrun has tweeted in, in the last hour that players from the, seven non-playoff teams have until thursday to notify their clubs if they're opting out and players on the other teams have until december 27th to opt out yeah there you go
2: and right. the one report said at this point uh i think LeBron said he had contacted 23 teams and none of no players on any of the 23 teams is opting out
0: right there you go there you go all right well, guys, thanks for watching. Always fast time here. Fun to be back. Good to talk to you all. Um, we will be back with you again tomorrow. Um, please stay tuned on the site because we got definitely things happening. And uh, we have we could have some signings, we could have some moves, we could definitely have some trades. Uh keep your eye on, keep your eyes peeled on Vegas. Remember without the buzz, it is just hockey. Marsha, so I meant, not Marshawn. <laughs> Wait, I got Mar- one more thing,
1: just because yes, Jim Rutherford said Jordan Nolan is going to be invited to camp, even though he's an American League contract. But well, there you go. All right. So that's going to be another thing too. They'll yeah. get the camp invites,
0: but they may not stick. They have to sign a contract to do it. Correct. Remember that the buzz is just hockey. We.